0: Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Naham Signal Network. Our show is sponsored by Pan Bakery, where one taste says it all. T- where one taste is all it takes. There you go. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time, and this show is no exception. I love food. I love cooking for it. I love cook. Wait. We'll start that again. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. And now I can add cookbook author to my list of titles. Very excited. I'm a kosher personal chef. I give cooking classes. I run kosher chop competitions. I'm going to the Doral to give cooking classes for ram caterers. I'm very excited about all the exciting food adventures that we have going on and all about my exciting guests that I have each week on my show. So I hope you'll tune in every week and hear... Um, my awesome guests. Uh, feel free to email me, Naomi at NachemSegal.com If you want to share anything with me, join me on Facebook, interest, Twitter, my newsletter. I don't know, you got it all. And watch us on our YouTube channel on the net if you don't have time to listen to us. Okay, so we're just going to uh, continue the conversations of last week about my book. Um, I'm very excited that Perfect for Pesach is number one on the Amazon list. We knocked off Yotam Ottolenghi, off his number one station from um, the Kosher Cookbook. So now it is um, me as number one. Perfect for Pesach by Arts Girl, photographed by Miriam Pascal. Where You can see I'm very excited. Still buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Okay, we have a great, great, great lineup. I just want to give a shout out to Prime Bistro, in the five towns we went there the, for dinner the other night we ate some guacamole that they made in front of us they had a guacamole bar and they come over the wheel over the cart and they make it in front of you i thought that was really cute i've had it before but i can't get enough of that as you heard me say last on the last show how much i love avocado and we spoke about Joy's kosher stuffed avocados so i couldn't resist that so i just wanted to give them a little toot on their on the show We have an amazing lineup for our last show before Pesach, before we all go off. And I wish you all a Chag Sameach at the end of the show. But I have with me Alex Rima, all the way from Muncie Fireside, Executive Chef, who has bought us a feast. I have Gabriel Geller over there. And joining us is going to be Jay Bookspam as well. The two of us, well, all of us, we're going to drink and talk wine. And on the line, all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, is Doobie, am I saying it right, Doobie lit. Hey, there you go. Litvin. We had Litvin. The sound was gone. Sorry, I couldn't even hear myself. Doobie, Lit- Doobie Litvin, all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, joining us. Yep. How, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so honored. I'm so excited to have you on. You are a genius for this. Let me just
0: tell everyone why I'm just saying genius with such a passion because i'm holding up to the screen if you are watching us on nachamsegal.com friday morning right now or you'll watch us on the archives on the on our youtube channel um but i'm holding up dubi's pesach lists it is the frazzled woman's guide to a stress-free pesach how fantastic is that you are so brilliant and genius for putting this together thank you
1: not a problem. It was a complete accident, actually. It wasn't – someone actually asked me the other day if it was always my dream to write a book like this and put something together, and absolutely not. It was something that just fell into my lap, and because I always wrote lists, I always have been a little bit, you know, obsessive about keeping things organized just for my own, for my own sanity when it comes to Pesach or, you know, any antif. It's always menu planning and shopping lists. And I would always share them with friends and family. And a number of years ago, I put all the lists that I had on my computer. I put them in a little booklet, like a PDF file. We're talking 15 pages, 20 max. And I sent them to all my friends and family, posted it on one or two little Facebook groups. And the thing went viral, literally. It was all internationally across the globe. People were emailing me. And then my Bubby, <laughs> may she live and be well. She's like, Doobie, how come you're not selling this? Stop giving it away for free. <laughs> so then we decided, okay, clearly there's something here. And it was totally by accident. And um, so this, is our, this year is the third edition of the book. And each year it gets bigger and more sections and more lists. And I, um, so it's been, it's been quite a ride.
0: I absolutely love this. I've been making Pesach and I don't know if you know, I just put out a Pesach book and you know, I've been making Pesach for a long, long time since I first got married. I was, you know, did not go home to Australia to my parents. I was living right here on the Lower East Side and I had to make Pesach for the first time and I was married like almost a year. I was pregnant and I started also with my lists and what I was going to make. And I'm still making some of these recipes today and some of them actually ended up in my book. But it is such a clever thing. Walk us through the process of, you know, what was the first thing that went into the book?
1: Um, you mean original in the first, all the way in the beginning? Yeah. Well, the, I would say one of the most important lists for anyone to use on Pesach is Good. the shopping list.
0: Okay, that, that's a great because- point. Thank you.
1: Right, I would say that out of everything, like before I wrote the book, I would send my shopping list to a bunch of friends because and and why is the shopping list so important? Because you don't throw that away; you keep it. You have, um, you can also. What I do is I have, let's say, the item, what store you get it from, your quantity, and then a section for notes for next year. So, for example, you bought eight dozen eggs this year. You need to write down Matzah Pesach after Yantif is over. You sit down and you say, okay, we bought eight dozen eggs. That was way too many eggs. (laughs) Next year, only buy six. And this way, it saves you money. It saves you um, time. You don't want to waste, you know, if you end up buying too many vegetables and they just go in the garbage. So it really helps. And by having a proper shopping list, it also prevents impulse buying. Because when when you're in the store and you walk through the Pesach aisles, and so I would say that the shopping list is the most important thing, and you keep that year-to-year because you use it as reference for the next year. Um, so that's, I would say that's, like, the most important thing out of everything. Um, but, I, I mean, the, the whole thing of the book is to have it, for people to have it all in one place, all your papers, all your, all your lists, and this way it, 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 it prevents the deer in headlights Feeling. Right. A lot of times, when when someone's never made Pesach before, it's very overwhelming. Where do I start? Where do I begin? There's so much to do. So what my book does, or at least tries to do, is to help break it down into steps. This is what you do first. This is what you do second. And it's it's and it shows that it's not as overwhelming and it's not that huge. As we tend to make it seem, you know, with social media and Pinterest and, and everything in today and everything has to be perfect and beautiful and gourmet, um, it could definitely be overwhelming and scary. So right, I right. call that the do, the doobie method of how to break it down into steps.
0: No, it, I, I, it looks great because I'm, I'm just, you know, reading some of the titles to our listeners. Pesach Cleaning, How-To and Tips. That's great. Nobody ever puts that, like in a in a Pesach cookbook, I put down freezer tips but we haven't, you know, I don't discuss cleaning tips, that's fantastic practical cleaning and then you interviewed Rabbi Benzion Chanowitz like you've really taken it, you've made it very in, in depth and I love the cute little cartoons that you have there and then you have your, oh, your Pesach just cleaning Just to say about the
1: cute cartoons yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned like, oh there's cute cartoons I find that really important um, someone mentioned to me the other day she was reading my book and she said, Doobie, you make Pesach seem so simple and fun. Like it's not like it's this fun little activity. And I think that's really, really important because with a Yontif like Pesach, it's easy to feel, aside from the stress, it's also easy to feel resentful that there's so much to do and all the minhagim and all the chumras that people do. And it's so important that the attitude comes from a place of, love and excitement and fun and therefore right. this is fun Your
0: book reflects fun, you must be a fun person because I feel like I'm reading something with, with you, like your personality right, like do, do you get that it's a lot? A little
1: bit like a camp, it's a little bit like a camp newsletter
0: Oh that's so cool, <laughs> and you're out in Louisville, Kentucky is there, is there a big Jewish community? Do you run a Chabad house?
1: Um, I personally don't but a shout out to all the Litvin family members My my in-laws all live here Wonderful. Um, and they all um, run the Chabad House here. and I so want to come. come. <laughs> sure, it's a great place to road trip. Okay,
0: I'm going to do it. I'm going to fly on um, a road trip. I get Catholic.
1: Um. But, but no, it's actually, it's not a big Jewish community, um, religious-wise, that's for sure. But... Um, But interestingly enough, a lot of Louisville people have seen my book and have bought it because they, you know, even people who aren't religious, everyone does the Seder to some extent. Everyone does something for Passover. Um, So I think the book definitely resonates with, uh, regardless of what background you have, whether it's religious, not religious, Hasidic, Litvish, it really works for For everyone everyone. on all levels. And it's good for spring cleaning. It's not specific to any minhag or it's
0: just a great list for the, the, look, the Pesach checklist, and then you actually have a checklist, the hot zone, the dining room, miscellaneous, kitchen, delegations, and then you have the countdown to Pesach this year. I think you started February 19th, which is, I like to start about six
1: weeks before.
0: Before Pesach, and then you make little um, templates to make stop, chametz-free room, a sign to hang up... Um, Stop, don't touch this. It's Pesach time, Pesach on a budget, um, interviews with Representative high Assessment, They must have essentials. I have that in my book as well, which I think is great. I think people really appreciate that. That's a
1: huge question on every single yep. Facebook group. You will have women saying, I'm making Pesach for the first time. What do I need to buy? Biggest yep. question. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest question. What do I need to buy? So, it's very, you know, you can give someone a big kitchen list, but what if someone doesn't have a lot of money? It's, it's, a, it's a lot to buy an entire kitchen the first time you make pesos. Oh, absolutely. So we always recommend you buy very slowly and you build gradually. Each year you add to your kitchen. Um, and that, so I have two lists. I have really, really like a bare minimum. Of if, you know, if, if your budget and your funds are very limited, what do you can just get away with buying? And then if you have more, you know the basics of what you could what you what you need for you know I that love first it. year of pesach
0: i love it the guest book is adorable yeah. your information is so needed um, i love that you have the template to the um to the uh what do you call it the menus because my clients are always asking for that people are always asking for that you have great ideas all the way through a shopping list a shopping list checklist i'm going to be keeping that for myself like over and over again I'm going to be using this I'm going to be writing my notes for my business on this using your thing I am so thrilled that you reached out to me for this and to send this to me it was very cute I'm going to tell the story um, Dooby thought I was going to be interviewing her for my blog and I go no I'm going to be interviewing you for my radio show and you were amazing and so chatty and informative you should be really proud of yourself and and just you've done a great job.
1: Thank you I, I appreciate it I appreciate you you, you know reaching out and Deciding to interview me. Um, one more tip I want to add <laughs> sure. before you um, finish. Um, the shopping list is important, and what you and what I was saying about keeping it from year to year, so you can look back as reference. Planning for Pesach actually starts when Pesach ends the follow the previous year. When Pesach ends, that's when you because it's fresh in your mind. So you sit down, you pull out your menus, you pull out your guest book lists. You pull out your shopping list and you go over what was too much, what was too little, what recipes were good, what recipes weren't so good. Obviously, you know, obviously, if they had your cookbook, they would know which recipes are good. But and this way, you write notes for yourself for next year. This way, when you open up your binder, you open up your file folder, whatever it is you have all your information there you know exactly oh we need to you know last year the crystal goblets broke we need new ones um the food processor died we need to buy a new one this way there's nothing that you have to remember because it's all there in black and white so paysach, Pesach, you, it's so, so, so important. You sit down and you go over your lists before you, like while it's still fresh in your mind. Right,
0: I was just saying to, to Melinda Strauss uh, from Kitchen Tested that um, she helps me a lot in my kitchen, she keeps me organized and we do a lot of cooking together and we're just saying a few things that we want to change for next year for my Pesach business because I run a Pesach catering business. We want to meet and talk about it right after Pesach because you forget, you know. So right. um all right, thank you so much. Uh let's where do no we get buy this book? Where are we
1: buying it? Um okay, so you can buy it at my website which is doobiespesachlists.com. Uh the book is also in numerous Judaica stores across the country actually. There's it's in a whole bunch of stores in New York and I guess I should have a list, right? I should right. have but, a list. Right. But, but um it's in a... am sorry? No, just D
0: U B Y S Pesach dot com.
1: Yep, that's it. And it, it you can get it in a in an ebook version. This way, if someone wants to you know read it on their phone or computer, or they can get it in the hard copy, depending what you prefer. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. Thank you it. so
0: much for joining us and sharing no your brilliant knowledge with us um and um pay cyclists and getting us all organized from me Thank to everyone you. else and uh, congratulations on the book and we'll uh we'll be in touch. Sounds
1: wonderful. Have a stress free
0: pace I am meant to that. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. That was Doobie Litvin, all the way from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh my god, how brilliant was she. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Let's turn on all the mics for everywhere. Okay.
2: I need one of those for the kitchen.
0: Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. You need your own version. She should actually customize her different businesses, right? All the, all the different. All the different um...
2: My sous chef is worried.
0: Yeah. He's breaking <laughs> in his business. He has a Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're continuing our show uh, on Table for Two. Uh, we've, <laughs> ca- you're listening to this at about uh, a week or so, a little 10 days before Pesach everyone's right. quaking in their boots now it's it is a busy time of the year
2: yeah um, well for us it's it's the opposite because it's going to be a vacation
0: yeah you're gonna so vacation, right yeah you know people are loving fireside since we had you on I want to say about a year ago it was around about a year ago because I yeah. think it popped us a Facebook yeah. memory you're you've been on fire at fireside <laughs> right
2: okay, I, I yeah but that's a shame I mean you know we're serving food to a lot of people, so, so
0: we're happy. So, right, but it's not just food. It's art. It's, you're beautifully presented. It's different. It's out of the box. You know, so many times you go to this restaurants and they just serve the same food in and out. You're always changing the menu.
2: Yeah, no, we try, we try to do that. I mean, most of the chefs that I've worked with in the culture world, I was fortunate that they. this is where they were coming from, you know, modernist cuisine. And um, and, and I think, like I had mentioned to you before, I, I like to take modernist approach and combine it with uh, – you know, foods that are accessible, that people like what? that I grew up with. Also, well, we have the chicken fingers, and then we, we make our own beer better, obviously, but then we made duck fingers.
3: Uh, they were amazing.
2: So, right. So, I, you know, Eliezer Verpella he sells us the tenders, because in many oh. restaurants, they get rid of the tenders, because when you cook sorry. it, it cooks unevenly.
0: Hey, Jay. Jay Booksbam just joined us. Come on in. Okay. Do you need it? I'm sorry, yeah, Alex. Okay. just gonna You need a corkscrew, something?
2: Yeah. How about a Jay, corkscrew, rib.
0: wine. Food. <laughs> Jay wine.
3: Wine, definitely.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay, we have ribs for you. Okay. Now <laughs> mo- a- a- everyone amen. say I'm together. Okay. So, what is modernist quiz like in general? Like
2: Well, I think for me personally, it's a it's a combination of um, where you're taking techniques and I would look at it kind of in a, from a, the perspective of postmodernist where you're taking sometimes French techniques you're also taking various regional techniques that before globalization and the internet people you would have to seek these out they weren't known so much you know you had a basically french technique was the primary way that people were cooking but nowadays you have uh you know from south america from asia you have all these different techniques and now they're in a bowl and you can take whatever you want whatever you want and combine it with different approaches seasonal farm to table uh various ingredients um
0: farm to table is so hot right now
2: yeah so exactly but really it's not even limited just to farm to table because it's 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 like an open it's like a tabula rasa it's a blank slate you can really draw from whatever inspires you and you're able like for instance some of the plating we do i think of jackson pollock you know who is a modernist painter
0: that is so funny ari white referenced him last week Twice, Two weeks in a row. He was talking about marbling of meat in a fat okay. cap or something, of brisket, and here you are doing it again. Yeah, sure. So,
2: so, Right, so that, that's the thing for me is that you're drawing from all sorts of sources and you're putting that inspiration on the plate. Um, so, you know, we're not really bound by, um, you know, whatever, whatever patterns that we grew up with, we can step outside of those. Um, you know, when I first moved to New York, there was only a handful of restaurants, and now there's restaurants all over the place. Uh, doing all sorts of things. So uh, that that's for me what modernist cuisine is. I mean obviously there's probably an academic definition for it, but I'm not too concerned about that.
0: Right. You know, I, I I've been to the restaurant a couple of times now. Every time, everything has been good. Okay? You don't you can always say when you go to a restaurant you order a ton of things. Something's always better than others, but everything is good by you.
2: Yeah, we, we hyper focus on, on dishes and dishes and dishes and sometimes I feel like Um, you know, when you deal with owners, first of all, I'm fortunate that we have a great team there, Um, you know, because I worked in other restaurants where owners are very pushy and, uh, but they give us the time to really focus. And we don't, you know, my, my goal is almost like, again, to draw to another reference, like the great albums of the seventies, like Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones. I don't, I don't want any filler on the menu, every single dish, um, you know, even the chicken dishes, somebody said to me once that, you know, they ordered the chicken dish and they didn't, they didn't feel like it was just, you know, like we just throw a chicken dish on there for chicken. So we, we take every item on the menu and, we want to make it as best as possible. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: I can. You know. I can, You can see the difference. Your meat pizza is. Um, your meat pizza is probably the one of the most talked about. Yeah. Items. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't at, Um, I came very late to KFWE because yeah. I got stuck in Detroit, but I got there, um, and everything was cleared out by you guys because everyone licked everything up and.
2: What this
0: year? Last year. Yeah, no, last no, year. No. right. no. La- this year I came late, but last year when yeah. you were there, people went crazy over your, your meat pizzas. Right. Now let's talk about that um, video that went wild that was taken in your store. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, man. okay, okay. So what what reminded me when when I I wanted to have Alex on the show because it had been a year since was he last and we had to talk food again, um, but. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen an Instagrammer or the people that you know, like myself, who go to a restaurant and take pictures of the food. So, how did that whole spoof? They did a spoof of a of a um, someone taking an in-
2: right. Instagram yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and posting it online. Like, so how did that all that little movie come to be?
2: Okay, well. So Mayor K does these types of videos, but he does a variety of different kinds of videos, and he wanted... i
0: never to... heard of him.
2: <laughs> okay, right. So oh, I hadn't heard of him either, but he, he's done a, a bunch of viral videos on YouTube. Um, you know, where he put a mattress in Washington Square Park and had people just see how people would react to it. And so he had people jumping on, doing things like that for a charity. Oh, that's um, cute. You know, he, he did things like where he would go into a subway and, and then do some sort of performance. Okay,
0: I know who he is now. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, I've seen um, his stuff.
2: So he wanted to do a restaurant video. Uh, you know, taking pictures of food. And then, you know, just, uh, I guess, Hishkaka Pratsy's networking. He knew, he knew, you know, somebody who was affiliated with the restaurant, the kids, they were friends. And so he chose to do it at Fireside.
0: So what he, do you want to explain what he did? Because you'll do it better justice than well, me. Well, okay,
2: so he basically came in as a customer. Because um, this is what he does. He just, he doesn't tell anybody. He just showed up.
0: So you had a restaurant full of people. Wait, right, no, it's and, okay. and we
2: didn't know ourselves. I mean, we had heard that he wanted to do it at Fireside. Uh, but we we knew no details, so he just showed up one day. And, and the way he works is that, you know, you don't really know he's coming, and he wants everything to be natural, candid, Right. So he just showed up with his crew and uh, started. But he did it in a way that it looked like he was really just taking pictures of the food, and then the crew got bigger, like more people came in, and then eventually he had this whole, like, photo, uh, you know, stage set up, and he was taking pictures. He even at one point a drone, you uh, <laughs> Floating around the dining room to take pictures of the food item.
0: That is so funny. So mm-hmm. you were set up for a regular dinner service, yeah. and this guy comes and he does shtick. I'm just yeah. recapping, and he sh- he was shticking out all the Instagrammers. So he would like go. He ordered his food, and then would go over to the next table, saying, "I want to take mm-hmm. a photo of this food. But do you think I need to change my shirt?" Yeah, and he did. So that. he would change his shirt. Yeah to take a photo with the food. He was just mm-hmm. elevating the madness.
2: Yeah, and I nobody mean, knew what was going on. Well, I have was, been. You
0: know. I went a few months ago with, um, fr- uh, there was three of us, uh, Liz Reuven from um, Kosher Like Me, Amy Chrysler from What Do You Want to Eat, and mm-hmm. Melinda Strauss from Kitchen Test. And we went right here on the Lower East Side. We went to Locks. Have you been there? It's, it's in the Jewish Museum.
2: Okay, no, I haven't been there.
0: So right. we went there and... Um, We were like, we came for a late lunch. It was a beautiful day. It was around Yom Kippur time. I don't know if you could even come in, ZK. I think maybe Yanni did the show. And um, we were like the only people in the restaurant and we were standing on chairs taking photos. And then we started taking pictures of each other standing -hmm. standing on chairs taking photos. But that's what the whole food pictures, right, Instagram and all that has become so popular. And I'm sure that did a lot for the restaurant. That yeah, little
2: stick, sure, of course, yeah. No, it was hilarious. Um, and even even when he came in and asked me to walk out there, I didn't really know what's going on. I thought he was literally taking a portrait. And it wasn't until I saw the video that I got the context. Unreal. You know, yeah. So
0: tell me about the food that we have today, and then we're going to welcome Jay and Gabriel from Royal Wines. We're so excited.
2: Okay. Hi, Jay.
0: Hi, Hi Gabriel. You. Hey, guys.
3: Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you for making. it. Sorry, I was late. It. It's okay. We had an interview with you know pretty
2: important newspaper.
0: Hush of, hush of a newspaper. Yeah. Cool. Okay, the so what, what
2: commentator?
0: What if what if I got here?
2: Okay, so this is our broiled fruit.
0: Where's my where's my fork?
2: And, oh, here you go. Spoon. spoon, spoon. Oh, okay. This is yeah. why they put me in the back of the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're no back. Okay. Okay, so what basically,
2: I... okay, so this is uh, I wanted to bring something that you know obviously because I'm coming here before I go to the restaurant, so something that you guys could eat cold. Oh, um, So this it? is a blood orange custard, and it's with our uh, broiled fruit, a selection of broiled fruit. Mm. Um, and uh and then i brought uh Did you
0: have one yeah. oh my and then god then i
2: brought uh our barbecue ribs well you know they're slow roasted with uh with our house barbecue sauce so that's uh technically barbecue in terms of being smoked but um this is delicious. what we serve for the the ribs the rib special in the restaurant
0: mm. this is so good
2: yeah it's a brown custard it's a brown sugar custard uh blood orange combination blood orange mm. juice and uh that's what that's one of our desserts uh, going into the spring
0: that's amazing i love that you change things up people uh-huh. don't restaurants are not doing it enough now let's try this these uh do i have cutlery is there a fork yeah. or yeah. a knife
2: sure do i re- yeah i guess i recommend using your hands
0: <laughs> oh yeah i know but you know
2: but bring the, there's uh, a bunch right of
0: guys in the studio gotta eat like a lady <laughs> 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 okay so look at this mm, that sauce is amazing everything you make is from scratch
2: yeah well, actually, the barbecue sauce is uh, my grandfather's. It's a variation of my grandfather's recipe mm. in Texas. <laughs> he migrated to Texas.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so funny because, you know, I know your mate's with Ari.
2: Sure, yeah. So he's out. I, I go way back. College. All the way
0: back to, to YU, Yeshiva University. hmm Okay. Is this? Okay. I just want to make sure I'm getting a good piece there of meat, not fat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. This is sensational. Mm-hmm. Good job. All you right. have to talk.
2: Hmm?
0: You have to talk. I'm eating.
2: Oh. Okay, yeah. So anyway, I was saying, you had asked earlier. So basically, so that we do a variation. The chicken fingers, we do duck fingers. And uh, and that was basically something when, I, when over when I was at ETC, a lot of the, the duck breasts we would use, we would take the tenders off.
0: ETC of. is in t and In t right. Chef.
2: Uh, Seth, Seth Warshaw. You sh- can't
0: say it. Chef, Chef, Chef Seth. Seth. Yeah. That's too hard. Too many <laughs>
2: Chef, uh, say that five uh, times Seth fast. Chef Champ Warshaw.
3: Am I on this? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and so I have to tell you,
3: I had I was at your place. Okay. For an event, they did a charity oh, event. Chaz de Lave. I cannot believe I had. Actually, they sent me home with a with a five pounder. Uh, what is it? Oh, Western sure, the steak. cowboy steak. They sent me home with a cowboy steak. Oh wow! The hmm. stuff is freaking. You are right about that. Every single every single thing did. you served was delicious. Right. I'm- it wasn't like this is good. This is great. This is like great. This is great. This is great. This is. Great. This is... I mean, you were really, really right. on. Uh, and I Jay's eaten it.
0: everywhere. Yeah. I eat we'll everywhere.
3: And. Seth is w- also very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very eclectic, very interesting, and very wonderful, and a wonderful
2: guy. When not we going to do yeah. a show together? Yeah. Yeah, let's no, work sad. on I'm that. Down. Okay, I'll speak to him. Sure. Let,
0: let's do that in the yeah. summer. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun uh, he, summer. So, Wines.
2: Why not? So, Sh- yeah, Chef Warshaw was a huge influence on I me in that oh, sense. I mean, that's why we try to. Uh, you know, that's one of the people who influenced me in terms of keeping things moving all the time and and searching for uh, you know great uh, flavor combinations and such. So um so like so what we do though at Fireside is in Muncie we're 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 in a, in a sense, uh, like in T and and with and at ETC you're able to be more eclectic as less seats and people are going there for that experience. It, at Fireside you know we get, we get a lot of the local Muncie people who. Are just excited to have a restaurant that they feel makes them feel like they're out of town, and right. so we we skirt a lot of lines, you know. So like I'll do the duck fingers, I get these, and so what I was saying is that uh, when I was at ETC, when we would take, I was working at the saute station, we would take the duck press. we would always take the tenders off because it cooks unevenly with the tender on there, and so you know we would just make those for ourselves and snack on them, and so at at uh, fireside. <laughs> Snacking
0: on some duck. Right at, at
2: fireside, I you know I talked to Eliezer about getting those tenders in bulk. So he pulls them off now before he sells them, and we get them, you get and now a, we serve them on the menu that, that's as duck fingers. That's apparently,
0: but not yeah. now. Do you know what I did last year when I was cooking for Pesach? We had some duck breasts. We were breaking down a duck, and we had one extra duck. Okay. So I'm like, okay, let's have some fun with it. So we took the duck breasts. You know how it's a thing to cut, coat schnitzel in potato chips for Pesach? Sure. Okay. So I took duck breasts, I coated it in potato chips, and then I deep fried it.
2: Oh yeah! Wow. Okay,
0: it was so amazing, but I had heartburn for like three days.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, it I was can imagine.
0: amazing. Deep fried potato, potato coated duck breast. It was. Yeah. Like, oh my god! But yeah, one time so, only.
2: Right. So well, that's the thing. So we had there was one point where we had a lot of fried items. So then now we have the duck breast or the duck fingers. You can get two ways. We pan sear them uh, in fruit reductions. And um, you know that again, we can just change seasonally. You know, so um, over the over the winter we're doing an apple jalapeno pear, mm. and uh, you know. And now I think come the summer we're gonna we're, come the spring we're gonna switch that up. Um, I love that. So you can still get the beer batter, but you can get the fruit glazed. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, never
0: gonna say no to beer batter. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. Amazing. You know, then, now we're gonna have a thin crust pizza also with the. With the deep dish. With the deep dish. Yeah, we gave your friend one last night.
0: Oh, she was so excited. Fantastic.
2: um, The thin crust is great. You know, the pizza thing is, I mean, even I can appreciate it because I really didn't see that coming. You know, I just wanted to, like I told you last time, kind of, I was looking for, you know, when I was growing up and I was eating non-kosher, I loved Lou Malani's pizza. And so I wanted to somehow, you know, experience that in the kosher world. And and we, you know, I have a great team, so we were able to execute. We're very glad you became from. Yeah. (laughs) And bringing us all the exciting food. You're from
3: the Midwest, aren't you? Yeah. Chicken. I could tell about... Uh, His accent. Detroit or...
2: I was born in Detroit, but I grew up in Chicago.
3: See that? I'm pretty good yeah. at that, Jay, huh? Yeah, you
2: have a good ear. Are no, you I'm musical? A, I'm a,
3: a, a student of uh, accents, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, okay, where, where am I from in Sydney? Yeah.
3: <laughs> what street? <laughs> uh, Main
0: <laughs> street? Main Street. Memphis. Main street. Clyde, right. street. Clyde Street.
3: Clyde Street, okay. Clyde Street.
0: Well, thank you so much. Stay on. We're okay. gonna, I'm going to yeah, switch the you guys around. I'm going to bring Jay and Gabriel up a little bit. Um, and we are going to...
3: Uh, we don't have any wines with us.
0: What? what?
3: You have some in the car. Uh, no. uh,
0: but we <clears throat> talk
3: about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are we talking about today?
0: Pesach wines.
3: Pesach wine, so we can talk about it today.
0: Okay. Come on up. All right. <laughs> We're gonna uh, move along. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. And we are sponsored by Pan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. I'm sitting here in the studio. We have just had a fantastic time She's schmoozing with Doobie Litvin from Louisville, Kentucky. shoo
3: bee doo doo
0: Right? That is so cool. And we spoke to her about uh, her Pesach list. So make sure you get that. I spoke about it last week too. And then Alexander Rima all the way from Fireside. We had a little feast here. Everyone's gnashing on ribs. I think we got lunch covered today. And then Thank you, Alexander.
3: Dessert. It was delicious. Thank
0: you, Alex is the best. Okay, guys, how are you? Jay, I haven't I'm seen good. you in forever. You are the busiest guy. We are
3: we are taking a break from tasting today
0: because I have to drive home.
3: Because because we got to get ready for the four cosos.
0: Okay, you're telling an Australian she has to be dry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. No, it's good because you know we want it. It's always good to you know. Have a little break from something as we gear up for a lot,
3: a lot, lot of to good come, wine. Yeah. A lot to come, a lot of good wine.
0: Okay, so you know I put out a Pesach book, right?
3: I can't wait. I, I actually I've seen it. Yeah, and I I need to take one home and you to sign it for Brenda.
0: Okay. Uh oh.
4: <laughs> Big success.
3: I didn't bring wine. You didn't bring <laughs> an extra book, right?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I have Alex's book here. Okay, well, we will I'll get you then. We will we will we will get them for you. But um, yeah. So it's been a long time. You've been very busy, Jay. I'm going to California in two weeks.
3: Going to in California? A week. Yeah, great. You
0: want to send me over there? We'll absolutely. You, to Oxnard? Absolutely. I'm we'll very you up excited.
3: For dinner, lunch, dinner. whatever.
0: I'm I'm going to do a film segment for Hallmark for my book. What? <laughs> yeah, Good. I
3: know. They're flying me out. Everybody's there. excited about your book.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. You know what I wanted to just talk about for a second? I have a recipe for Gravlax in there. I'm like Gravlax crazy. So the, we this is our like Erev Pesach treat. Okay, my husband and I, before I was going to the Doral, uh, this is a true story and it's happened over and over again. We always kosher the kitchen like three days, my upstairs kitchen because I have a Pesach kitchen. My upstairs kitchen, we always kosher it um, like three days before Pesach, right? So... Um, that way I can move everything from downstairs upstairs. You know, I like to do extra work, you know, but it's more convenient for it to be upstairs. I put aside, I always put aside one side of Gravlax, and then I get a late harvest, Baron Herzog Riesling. And after we casher the kitchen, we have a glass of wine, and I carve up the the Gravlax. And that is our treat every area. Wow,
3: that's so nice. What wine do you have?
0: The late harvest, Baron oh, Herzog. Late Harv- oh, late Okay. I love that wine, and it goes so well with the Gravlax, so... You see the picture in the book; it's absolutely beautiful that Miriam Pascal took. But I couldn't write that whole story in the book, so that's a story from the book that you know we love doing that, and we love that Baron Herzog late harvest Riesling. So a big thank you, that's yeah, great. You do good stuff. Okay, so talk. Let's talk the beginning. How do we choose wines? It's so overwhelming. It's you're bad. a young couple. You you get married. You're making your first pesach Or you're going out for or You're going to mum and dad for pesach where do we start? We go to the wine stores. I know I get overwhelmed. And I've had a huge education well, from you.
3: one thing you have to keep in mind, and I, and again, you know how I always say, ask your local rabbi first. You know, yeah, That's my absolutely. disclaimer. Yep. But um, a lot of people don't want a red wine. Now, even though it's tradition to have red wine for the Kosos, mm-hmm. according to many, it's a must. But according to many, on the contrary, what you're supposed to have is the wine that you enjoy most, even if it's white. And I would suggest... That if your white wine is the wine that you enjoy most, but you still want to satisfy the uh, red wine, what do you call it? Again, ask your local rabbi. Put in a few drops of red, and you'll get that little bit of rose color, but it won't affect the taste at all.
0: Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that because okay. I love white wine. We both like white wine.
3: Right, right. I don't. And the other thing, the other thing that that uh, I was just asked by uh, some major retailer who's putting out a a little thing about uh, his choices for the four cups is um, what are going to be my four cups this year, okay? Mm. And I I will tell you that um, my first cup this year is going to be a rosé and a dry rosé. Which one? And there's two... Everybody there's, should there's be writing reasons. notes. There's I am two writing reasons notes. for that, okay? One is because generally rosés are, uh, well, there's more than two, but generally rosés are lower in alcohol than your red wines and even than some of your Chardonnays. So they're between 12 and 13%. Rather than between 13 and almost 15 percent in some cases. So okay? it's lower in alcohol. It's lower in alcohol. It's lighter in body. Now remember that first course is your kiddish cup. All right, is the right. first cup that you know everybody and everybody drinks the cup in front of them, even though the master of ceremony, so to speak, you know the the, the man who runs the seder is the one who makes kiddish, but <laughs> but everybody drinks that first cup and that first cup you're doing on an empty stomach. Right. So you want, it, you want something a little lighter, a little bit more refreshing, a little bit more, uh, something that even will, uh, you know, not too aggressive, okay? Some of the choices of rosés, and rosés are so hot, so, so hot as a category. Some of the choices of rosé are, Baron Herzog has a, uh, a, uh, a rosé that's c- made from 100% Cabernet. That's a little bit off dry. So, for those people who like something a little bit sweet, like in the Jeunesse style, but a little bit drier than Jeunesse. I
0: love Jeunesse. Okay, so love there it. you
3: go. There's a rose. It's also lighter in alcohol. So it's oh, a I think rose it's jeunesse. A yeah. It's yeah.
0: a Ro- rose jeunesse?
3: No, no, it's called Baron Herzog Rose of Cabernet.
0: Rose? i I'm um, right, Guys, I'm writing this down just as much as you all are. I know you can listen to the show again on the app and on the archives and on that YouTube channel but I'm writing it down now. And if
3: you want something from Israel there's a whole bunch of rosés from a really inexpensive brand new rosé coming in from Carmel called Selected Rosé oh, which yes. is also well it, it never existed before. Selected has been around
0: oh, okay, with this is Cabernet rosé. but yeah
3: this is a rosé and it's in a screw cap too, right? So it makes it easier to use. It's it's more user friendly and it's semi dry. So and it's inexpensive, it's about 10 bucks. So that's a good rosé. Also below thirteen percent, I believe. So 7%. it's also a l- okay. slightly lower in alcohol. And then you have really great rosés from New Zealand, from uh, you know oh, what, Goose, Goose Bay. What Bay. Bay? Goose Bay has a rosé from Pinot Noir, which is a lighter, more refreshing. There's a rubin from uh, from Al- not from Alsace, from Provence. There's a, a wonderful. Uh, Vitkin and, and really Flam rosé from the Judean Hills. There's okay. a whole bunch of different rosés. So that's, I suggest a rosé this year.
0: Okay, for the first cup.
3: For the first cup.
0: First cup. I'm running down. Rosé, guys. Okay. All right. Now, as we move through our Seder, the second cup should be. Now,
3: which is the second cup is the one right before the, no, is is the, right, is right before the meal.
0: It's been it's like a, like a year since the last Right, <laughs> right
3: before the meal. So I, I know this kind of like is a, a jump but I would go from, and usually it depends on your tradition. In, my tradition. in my house, we only ate, on the certainly the first Seder, as years went by, we ate other things. But we only ate boiled chicken. Nothing roasted, not even in the oven.
0: You know, it's interesting. A lot of my clients right. w- want to know, hey, they minigas. only want to put yeah, it was a
3: yucky cooked yes. food it? on yes. top.
0: Yes people only want right, to cook so right. i make beef for clients i have a Seder pot roast right um in in the book which is a, a meat that i'm cooking stovetop it's delicious it's soft like well butter. not only
3: that but when you cook it on the uh, i remember from my uh from unused days which is my wife's grandmother mm-hmm. with, they used to have something they called flavor bombs when she when she cooked something on the top of the stove and everything was taken out and served to everybody after Everybody was finished their main course, they would go back to the pan that was on the stove, take a piece of challah, wipe it, you know, uh, wipe the bottom of the pan and put it in your mouth and
0: pow, it
1: was reduction. a flavor bomb. The reduction. Alex, right? It's, it's the that reduction of the meat
0: and the, probably wine. So,
3: so I'm saying that even though it's cooked on top, my point is, even though it's cooked on top of the stove, it could really be rich and flavorful and delicious.
0: Right, so if you are what a lot of people still don't eat, food cooked in the oven so i have i have a whole menu for my clients of what's cooked on top okay you know they'll do schnitzel they'll do stuffed cabbage because i boil my stuffed cabbage pot roast like okay but even those or even those are pretty rich yeah they they
3: can be pretty rich more
0: than just boiled chicken it's
3: more than just boiled chicken so i and and that coast is going into the meal so i will pick a wine that is very very rich and flavorful and for those people who like it sweet uh, you can go with your Jeunesse. It's a it's a really nice wine. Yeah. But but for me, I'm gonna probably go with a Herzog Reserve Alexander Valley Cabernet 14. Try to find the brand new vintage of 14, which is muscular. excuse me, which is muscular and big. It's not only the fourteen vintage, but it's also I believe fourteen and a half percent alcohol. So it's a heavy, rich wine. But that's okay because you're gonna have it. You know, drink Rove coast all right, and pour the rest of it into, you know, your wine glass next to you. Again, ask your local rabbi if that's okay. <laughs> but then fill up the glass because you're about to have the meal with that wine. Okay. Okay. So what, and there's plenty of other... This? What point is this? This when... is uh, coast number two.
0: No, 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 right before... Right before the meal. Right, when we do dums After dums Friday, after the yeah. plagues, right. right, right. Remember, it's been a year. We all need refreshers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the, right, because the third one is after the meal.
3: Right, the third the one thing. is benching.
0: Right. Okay, so what would we do with benching?
3: So, by the way, there there are other great choices, and I'll give you a couple. Uh, there's some great Bordeaux, Rothschild, for example. Uh, there's some great wines from Spain and Italy, uh, Terra di Seta.
0: It's, it's like you can go through the world in exactly. your meal. Your right. Through your Seda, right? right. You know, 40 years in the desert, 40 countries, you know? No, there you go.
3: Actually, we, we have wines from, I think, 17 different countries uh, or 18 different countries now. Okay. So, the third, the third coast, I'm going to go with a lighter red. A lighter red. Like a Pinot Noir style. I think we have one Pinot Noir. Right? Two. We have two. What are they, Gabe? G- tell us what they are.
4: Baron Herzog. The 2015, by the way, is fantastic. And uh, Pacifica
0: Pinot Noir. Oh, love that! You guys have brought that into us yeah. before. And Pacifica is
3: cool. from the Pacific Northwest. It's from Oregon, Washington. Okay. And uh, Baron Herzog, of course, is from California. And Pinot Noir is a, and there's also a, a Pinot Noir from. Um, no, from Bar- Goose Ca- Bay also, and from. Um, and and Bar- from Barkan. So these people, pi- and that's a less expensive. World. You know, you have Israel, you have Goose Bay, you have. Uh, California. New Zealand. And New Zealand. I mean, these are, and, and because Pinot Noir is a lighter red, so even though you're not having anything with it, but it's it's a lighter red, depending on which one you choose, it's got a lot of kind of fruit berry, light fruit berry flavors to it, um, and it's not heavy on the stomach, so, you know, it, it's really a good choice.
0: Okay, and what would we end down
3: And with? And I'm going to go out on a limb here, Okay. A lot of people, I've told this to in the last week or so, have said, are you nuts? But I'm going to end with a dessert wine. I'm going to end with a really wonderful dessert wine. Wait,
0: give me uh, some examples. Well,
3: you, you just mentioned the late harvest uh, Riesling, Riesling. But I really like, I think that's a little bit too heavy, even though it's quite what I, you know, is what is I'm talking about. I like the orange muscat, the late, <gasps> harv- late harvest love. orange muscat.
0: Love that. Love, love, it's love got, that.
3: it's got bright acidity. So it can leave, even though it's sweet, it can leave your mouth with a with a kind of clean clarity.
0: Right, right. Like a nice, like like a fruity dessert. Exactly. Like, like Alex uh, like, just shared with us. Like.
3: Right. Like it's sweet. Right. Alex just shared with us a sweet dessert, but it's got acidity on the backdrop so that it's it balances that sweetness. So that that's the kind of wine that I would end it I wouldn't have, for example, a port. Just too heavy.
4: No, no it, it's just right, too heavy. No, I, I, you know. I, I, li- I love port. I can have port. it for the last cup. You know. yeah, well, that is what, uh, just uh, talk, that's yeah. what we're
3: talking about. They can have it for the last cup, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, do what you like. Well, yeah, these do what are you just like. our suggestions. Exactly. I like the fort.
3: The fort, yeah.
0: When unfortunately,
3: there's not, unfortunately, this. there isn't any more. I mean, they, they, you might find some on the shelves, but we're not getting, we don't have any more in stock. Who, who
0: put that out? Was that? Shiloh. Shiloh Winery? Shilo fort. I bought some when I was in the winery wonderful when wonderful Amichai stuff. sent me some that was Amichai amazing amazing oh my yeah, god yeah yeah we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about his incredible uh, wines from the Heroes collection oh
3: my gosh oh, I oh, cry when mean? I hear I that
0: story I know me too right I like, it all choked up it, it's great <laughs> I did a little bit of a write up for them as well um, okay so now we've gotten through our um, Sadarim and what are we doing for lunch give me some lunch wines
3: um
0: you can speak up too, Gabriel. Yeah, well, I know, see their brains. One
3: of my, one their of my favorite Their brains are wines.
0: files of wines. One They're of like my churning.
3: Brenda, Brenda, who's just amazing, an amazing, amazing lady. That's my wife. Um, we like to go with lighter lunches. Sometimes we'll go with, Milchik. especially on Yontif, we'll go with uh, Milchik's, even though ask your local rabbi again because, you know, some people say yeah, well, that place. Jamie Geller it, has
0: in her book a, a Milchik's Seder. Oh, okay. That was like an interesting twist. Yeah, no, not for most people, but it's a nice twist because you can take those recipes and you can really use them for lunch. Right. You need a, You need to eat a little bit light. But
3: again, one of the, one of my favorite wines, and it's so inexpensive and ridiculously delicious, is at the simple and wonderful Baron Herzog Chenin Blanc.
0: Yeah, good.
3: It's like eight bucks. It's, and it's a great bottle of wine. I, I love,
0: I love something that you find – You sometimes you find these amazing wines that are so well-priced. Yeah. That's one of them. That's one of them. And how cold should we be drinking out white wine? We have been talking about this before on our show. Come
3: on, Gabe. Tell us. How cold should they be? Is, well, the Chardonnay Blanc probably a little cooler than the others because yeah, it's like got a little sweetness crisp, to it.
4: It it's crisp, right?
3: But go ahead, Gabe. What do you think?
4: Uh, around 50 degrees. Okay.
0: Does that mean you need a special wine fridge?
4: Uh, you I mean, spe- obviously, you're you not need a, you a special wine fridge to uh, store your wines, and uh, if you want to age them, if you want to collect wines, uh, you need that. Unless you really have a cool, dark basement with stable temperature, um, otherwise, you don't need a wine fridge. Uh, so you where just put, you, you put your whites or rosé in the there regular there, fridge? That's good.
0: Is there a spot in the fridge? Should it be the back where it's <laughs> a little bit colder? I know if I put things in the back of my fridge, it you got to get frozen. a better fridge. <laughs> it's frozen. Yeah, it's a Maytag. is about twelve years old, but you know, like you. But they say you should put drinks in the back because it gets colder there. Well, f-
4: for your whites or rosé, definitely put them in the back because it's gonna get cold, you know, uh, faster. Or the um, freezer. By the way, red wines also should not be drunk too warm, especially oh, really? like when it gets warmer in the summer, in the spring. Uh, you can put them in the fridge for like twenty minutes before you drink them, really? and it's it's much nicer. So glad that, you yeah. said that. Kate. Can
0: we? Let's talk about that as we're coming up to HaGHaViv and the summer. I had no idea. Can wines get too hot in the house and then they're not good when
4: they drink? Oh yeah, it's it, it's it, it's very bad if, if if they get too hot because they get they, they get spoiled. They are very sensitive to temperature, and uh, if it gets too warm in the house and you store your your wines in the house, let's say in a room that's like. There is a window, the, the sun goes through the window and uh, and it gets hot in the room. Your wines could get How ruined. It would, so.
0: Right, but if you're buying wine on Thursday and it's hot in the house till Shabbat.
4: Well, it's not it going It's not going to be in as, two days. as damaged as if it stays there just for, I don't know, two weeks or two months. But uh, I, I would avoid doing that. Really uh, put your wines... In a place where we're not going to get, you know, hit by the sun, by the cold, <laughs> by the heat. Uh, the by coo- draft.
3: Also vibration.
4: <laughs> yeah, vibration. Keep it away
3: from All vibration. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: I live near the train. Check that no, house. Does your house
3: vibrate no, when the train no. goes? But, you know, it's toward. five
0: towns. I've got the train. I've got the aeroplanes, the buses, everything's like well, Wines
3: don't like noise either.
0: Yeah, noise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have wine so you don't hear the noise.
3: I hear you. <laughs>
0: okay. So we've... So we've d- done some lunch wines. Um, well,
3: I, I also think for lunch, again, if you're going to have a white wine, I, I absolutely adore the Goose Sauvignon Blanc and the mm. and the Herzog Reserve Chardonnay, oh, yeah. Russian River Chardonnay. R-
0: Russian Delicious River Chardonnay. all well, good stuff. Do you serve wine, Alex, at the restaurant? You have a liquor license?
2: Yeah, we sure do. I I, I really like the Russian River Chardonnay. Also. I I'm a big fan of the Russian River Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great it's... with veal, with uh, poultry. Yeah.
0: I've
3: and also with fatty fish, thing. you know. It's,
0: What's it? What do you mean by fatty fish?
3: Uh, salmon, salmon's a fatty fish. Sole, for example, is not. Okay. Um, uh, what what do you call that fish that everybody gets a fortune for more than steak? Uh, S- sea and all bass? the rest, of sea bass. Sea bass is, is somewhere bass. in between, right? I'm sorry. Sea bass is in between in terms it's of fattiness. Sole and right?
2: sea bass is fatty. I, fatty, it's fatty. Ba- but it's not. As, would you
3: think it? Would you say that it's fat, as fatty as salmon? More. Really? Right. I
1: it don't
2: seems, think so. Um, you know, it's a, I think it's a very fatty fish. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I okay. love fish, but I don't love Chilean sea bass. I find it too rich, yeah, almost. Rich, pungent.
2: We served it when we first opened, and, and it, would just, it was so aromatic. Uh, it would just fill the dining room. It's like, well, that's uh, not good. No, nobody wants a fish. I was
3: told that the best kind of fish, the freshest fish, doesn't smell it shouldn't smell
2: no, it didn't smell bad it was just so aromatic and actually right. once aromatic. you cook it no this but also
3: it. once you cook it then it should smell i mean you should yeah. have right. nice
2: yeah. Very, um yeah plus it's controversial a little bit so uh really so we backed off it, that's one of those oh, fishes because, that, the, that yeah. the, the fishing for it is is considered destructive to the fishing environment
3: oh really yeah. oh they don't Do you, grow those fish
2: not that i'm aware of no no it's from the ocean
3: Oh, okay. No wonder. They wonder it's fifty dollars for a you know a main course.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, right. It's one of the fish that they trawl for. Oh, what so does that mean? Trawling is when they they basically take very large rakes and they rake the bottom of the ocean and then they take the you know the fish that's sellable and whatever else they discard. But they basically are just raking the the ocean floor and they're bringing up all sorts of sea life besides the fish that they're looking for. You know, that's like, kind of so that sad. That is destructive. That's yeah, sad. So that's, that's a fish so you at uh, many restaurants, a voice. Uh, we haven't served that since the very beginning. Right, yeah. I, I've actually
0: heard that that um, sea bass is kind of on their bad yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking
4: of fish, I'm actually attending tonight a fish dinner. I know, with, with, with my
0: friend Al- and Chef Albert Bijou is oh. the chef.
4: I didn't know you were aware that? of that. Where is Where is it going to be? In Jamaica Estates. Ah,
0: uh, there's nothing I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's going on in the food I will world,
3: tell you, I know. And I, you can tell me this from... Um,
2: can I just mention one more? Yeah, sure. it's not actually a sea bass either. I just want to say this. Because it's sometimes pa- Pat right, right, the toothfish, Patagonian toothfish. toothfish. Um, because if you do go to a restaurant, like for instance, uh, Chef Mass and Noble, he'll have sea bass, but those are actual sea bass, not the Patagonian toothfish. But the Chilean sea bass is they call it the sea bass because the name otherwise isn't isn't appetizing. I hear you. Yeah, I I, I need. Is there
3: anybody? I had this in London, but that's the only place I've had this real Dover soul.
0: in Australia.
3: I had it in London. It was amazing.
0: With butter, with a mil- it was in a milchik.
3: It was in a Milchick restaurant. Right. It was am- and cool. it was, wasn't butter- cheap either. It was also not cheap, but it but was delicious. Fish
0: has become more expensive than meat.
4: Is that right? Yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So, Gabriel, tell us more about the dinner. Everyone's tonight is the dinner, but everyone's listening to the show March thirty first. So I, I said that at the beginning of the show that. Yeah. You know, in preparation for Pesach, I'm recording a show on a different day. So, tell us about this dinner that was and will be. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, the the dinner tonight is a is a fish tasting, uh, I mean fish tasting food dishes uh, all prepared by Chef Albert Bijou. Whoa,
0: Albert! Big shout out to you, big big a good friend and a big fan of his.
4: And the fish is from uh, Jeff Ingber, the kosher catch, of oh. whom I am. Very uh, loyal customer, personally, and uh, we'll have Gilad Flam from Flam Winery, and uh, all his wines. We're gonna do a tasting of his red wines before the dinner, and uh, we'll pair the rosé and the white wine uh, together with the fish dishes.
1: Mm. Maybe
4: also some of the he has a great Syrah uh, that could go very well with a specific type of fish. Depends on the sauce, depends on the preparation. Uh, very excited about it
0: you you should know the Pesach program they're going to um, in Florida with Ram Caterers at the Doral they actually do every day a fish grill lunch that's they do it so outside so small it is so you know yeah there's a lot of heavy
3: it's probably by the meats. pool right? It, no it's not by
0: the pool not by the pool, okay. <laughs> it's by the dining room on outdoors right. by the dining room and they it is incredible that you know and they do wow. fresh vegetables i do a specialty fish dish they'll focus on something but they'll also just do plain grilled fish for you healthy with some salt and olive oil and really that's the spice of life is salt and olive oil with a little bit of garlic right lemon fresh lemon yeah
4: and we talked about the uh, March thirtieth. Uh, it's the it's a special dinner that we're doing at the the meal uh, showroom here in the city uh, together with Joy Lou, of- with Naomi Nachman of yes. course <laughs> 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 and, Joy, of uh, kosher. Joy of kosher and of course Royal Wines.
0: Right, I'm very 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 excited to attend that. Um, but we'll talk about the what was will be. <laughs> <laughs> and the in the, uh, right after Pesach, we'll do a little bit of a recap of some of this stuff and how it went down. Yeah. Um, it's it's c- unbelievable that Pesach is like you know we we're talking before with Doobie about Pesach coming up fast. All of a sudden it's winter break, Purim. Oh my god, it's Pesach! It's like people really get thrown into a panic with this. You know, it's oh
4: yeah, it
0: happens every year. We're it's not going to be overreacting. Surprised. I think
4: <laughs> always like
0: people like really plots. I get a lot of calls. Can you cook for me? And I like, if you want me to cook for you, call me a Hanukkah. People have got to let me. Is that right? You're already
3: ahead. full? I mean, you're, your schedule is I'm gone. I'm done.
0: Right? I'm already finished cooking at this point. Pesach. When people are listening to this March 30th, I'll be done. I, you know, plan ahead because I keep, like, do I keep my list. And, you know, if you want to cook and whether it's for your family or for, so 20, when do you, when families. is your
3: Pesach kitchen? Is you have a Pesach kitchen all year?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, not all year. Well, when do you get it ready? Um, February. Wow. Good for yeah, you! Yeah, I start with my soups because you can buy vegetables a year. Gourmegar, God bless them, turns their meat section over very quickly, like a month before Purim. Wow. Before two, week, Purim? No, two weeks two weeks two weeks before Purim. And it's I all basic meat? Yeah. yeah wow. I did my book launch at Gourmeg Sorry, Um and they sorry, we did it. Really yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so um we had um the it was to celebrate the my book, and to celebrate the turning over of the kitchen, like we did it together, <laughs> you know. So Pesach book, Pesach meat. So and then you start starting your meats, and then you can. So it's soups, then meats and chickens, then kugels and desserts, and then fish, because the fish is it has to be really can't take up so much time in the freezer. It doesn't right, last it so did. well. So fish is freezer burn. Freezer burn. So you do fish. You can do fish up to you know say ten days before Pesach. Gotcha. So it can be in the freezer up to like a month. So you have that nice fresh fish taste all the time. So it's just about planning ahead. And you. Wow. Go and get your wines, and Royal Wines has an amazing selection. Do you have a website that people can find information on yeah. about all you the should. wines? Because I think that's really important.
4: So www.royalwine.com. Okay. And there we have like all the all the is drop down menus have, and yeah wineries wines.
0: I'm gonna get some wines in that <laughs> California when I go. For sure. Get uh It's Sheff- never
4: completely up to date because we have so many new wines oh, all the time. All the we time. can't keep up. KFWE <laughs> was
0: amazing, yeah. you know? Like it just like gets bigger and bigger and bigger, more and more wines every year, right?
3: It's amazing.
4: It's incredible.
3: Incredible.
0: I was I was a little delayed at the airport, so I got there for the last. Couple of hours, but I missed. That's it okay. Beginning, I could not miss that. That's my favorite event of the year. I'm still, I'm still crying that I missed one and you minute know, it, of it. And,
3: right, and next everybody year you should knows come to the out. California one.
0: I know, oh I gosh, know. gosh, it's gorgeous. I would love to. When, when is that?
4: Uh, I don't have the dates for next what? year. Same yeah, time. It's, it's <laughs> two days
3: after the New York one.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll go on a plane together. That'd be great. Okay, we have we have um, Royal Wines is doing a lot of work with kosher.com as well, um, which is pretty exciting. So you can see some of my videos. I did. I did a chocolate martini cocktail. Can't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting, getting good into at this it, cocktail. Huh? Yeah, I'm getting into it. There's a lot of fun stuff that you can do with some white wines, and as we always say, drink responsibly. And and cocktails and red wines. We've uh, got nice
3: thing about wines. the nice thing about the seder is nobody's going anywhere afterwards. <sighs> They're rolling Nobody's to driving bed. anywhere. Yeah. They're
0: rolling to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the hotels have got great selections of wine. I told Barry Samanowitz from Royal Wines to make uh, no, from, from Ram Caterers to email Royal Wines to get the wines for the wine and cheese pairing that I do. You sent down he's me a list, great. so he's gonna. Um, we're gonna have some good stuff down there we too. Love this Barry. has been so- oh, he's great. <laughs> this has been a great show. We've had a lot of talk going on here. We're very excited because we are hitting Pesach right in the nose now. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you have questions about Pesach, I'm really happy to answer them. So you can email me at Naomi at NachamSiegel.com. Get my Pesach book, number one on Amazon. Very excited. Support your local Judaica stores. If you live in a neighborhood that has a Judaica store, please go grab it from there. I'm always happy to sign it wherever you buy it. Um, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. We have music sponsored by Kerem. Right up until Lich Benching. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom and Chakashev a Pesach Sameach. See you all in a couple of weeks. Bye.